Hello and welcome to episode two of That We May See. I'm Jeff. I'm Joel. And I'm James. As outlined in the previous episode, we are going to explain why it is we are called That We May See. Those of you that don't know, it's actually referring to 2 Kings in chapter 6. And I'm going to hand over to Joel to read it for us. Okay, so 2 Kings chapter 6, and for the sake of context, we'll read from verse 8. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel, and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him, and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel the words which thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And I told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dotham. Therefore sent he their horses and chariots, and a great host, and they came by night, and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Okay, so this is quite an obscure passage in the middle of, of Second Kings. And the reason we've, we've looked at it, we've chosen it, uh, we've used it as sort of the focal point of the podcast itself is uh, it's a it's a passage that Joel actually sent to me in the start of lockdown when I was really struggling and it was the verse particularly verse 17 when Elisha prays for the young man Lord I pray thee open his eyes that he may see I remember really struggling and just feeling very overwhelmed and it was those words that really helped me in that time do you remember what was going through your head when you sent them, John? Yeah, I think uh, it's a really good thing to kind of look through the passage because obviously those words at the end are so significant and there's a lot that you can draw from it. So obviously the situation is that Syria was at war with Israel and the king of Syria um, had plans to fight against Israel, but Elisha, being a man of God and being a prophet, he obviously knew those plans and was able to communicate to the king of Israel, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. And of course, that meant the king of Syria thought he had a traitor, a mole, in his own camp. Yeah. And infuriated by it, uh, searching for this mole, he's actually told that uh, it wasn't a traitor within his own camp. It's Elisha, uh, who was communicating to the king of Israel as if he was in the, the same chamber as the king. Yeah, quite um, remarkable, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And so the king of Syria, in response, then he sends his people to go and... Mm -hmm. Um, surround Elisha and to, yeah. to fetch him I think the word yeah. is he hears, he hears that he's in Dothan and he sends uh, chariots armies a multitude to collect uh, Elisha and to, to take him hostage which is actually pretty amazing the fact that he's one man 
and he sent a whole multitude to collect them. But um, so he sends these these multitude these chariots to go get Elisha. Surrounds Dothan at night, uh, which is obviously pretty terrifying. Surrounds Dothan to collect Elisha. And obviously, in the morning, bright and early, uh, the young man yeah. or the young servant, uh, as it were, that's with Elisha. He's the first up out of the tent. He goes forth, and then just. 360 degrees around him is an army of Syrians. Mm -hmm. That's something to wake up to. Yeah, it is. And to be the first person to see that as well, and no one Mm -hmm. actually knows that they're totally surrounded by the enemy right now with nowhere to go. Yeah. And so you can see how that's massively overwhelmed him. He's surrounded by these chariots. And so he goes to Elisha uh, straight away to this prophet. That's quite quite telling, actually. The first thing that he thought to do was go to the only man actually that he was in touch with God. Mm-hmm. The man of God, yeah. Yes, yeah, right. Yes, so he goes to the man of God and he, he's confused and he wants some sort of encouragement uh, to, to understand what, what is going on here. And uh, so, so Elisha prays for this young man uh, that his eyes might be opened to see. Uh, and what is it he's seeing, John? So instead of only being able to see the Syrian army that's compassing them there, his eyes are then opened to see the whole host of heaven, effectively. Mm-hmm. Horses and chariots of fire that are actually surrounding the Syrian army that's surrounding them. And I think it's just an incredible passage of scripture. It's, it's all about looking at the bigger picture, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we have an inability to see that God is at work. Yeah. And yeah. we have very short-sightedness. Mm-hmm. And so... Whilst the young man had physical sight, he needed that spiritual sight that only God could give him to have to see, actually, no, I'm in control of everything and yeah. I'm there to protect you and to help you. It's yeah, he faith, was, isn't it? Yeah, he was only taken up with the armies of the Syrians and so he needed to see that great, you know, taking the New Testament verse, greater is he that is in you mm. and he that is in the world. Yeah. He was taken up with the um, the struggles, the, the massive army and needed to see that actually greater was God's help to him and what was available to him. I think that might have been more terrifying to him, actually. To not only you've woken up and you've seen a Syrian army, but then you've actually God has opened your eyes in a way to see something that you've never even seen before. Mm-hmm. You didn't even think was there, and this whole time is is there. It'd be a very interesting emotion, I suppose, because you'd have peace on one hand, knowing that God is there, but you'd also be terrified, I suppose, in a good way as well, because wow, like how dare I doubt question, in that yeah. moment? How dare I question? Yeah. Um, God in that sense but I think it's putting my feet in the shoes of the young man as he came out the tent you're very much um, overwhelmed and you're just taken up by what's in front of you and you you have the thought well I'm certainly not I'm certainly powerless to help myself in this situation the only person that I can think to turn to is the man of God that's next to me yeah Um, so what do we think about Elijah here so obviously he's the man of God he's the man of experience He's a lot older than this younger man. This, you know, if we put ourselves in the place of these these young men, uh, being young men ourselves, you know, he goes to this man of experience, this man of God, who doesn't need to pray for himself that his eyes might be open because he already sees these chariots. And of course, you'll know um, that Elisha is already familiar with these chariots. He's the one that saw Elijah taken up himself by cha- by a chariot sent from heaven, and so he's already familiar with that. So then these young men. This young man's going to Elisha. This man of experience is already familiar with the power of God. It's because of his youth, because of his inexperience, needed to be op- his eyes to be open to that. I think, in light of that, um, you, you referenced the peace 
almost that Elisha has because yeah. Elisha can clearly see something here that the young man can't and my mind's immediately taken to that time where the Lord is at the back of the boat and he's asleep mm, yeah and the disciples are panicking because of the trouble that they're in and obviously they're they're consumed with what's in front of them these this wind the waves the storm and the point is is that all they needed to do was look in the back of the boat and it's what the young man did he just needed to look back into the tent to see that the help was there and obviously as elisha was able to see that which the young man couldn't christ being the son of god he knew that he was asleep he knew it was going to happen he was he was resting he was able to rest in that moment um but i think there's just remarkable parallels i suppose in that situation yeah i suppose in the boat they were terrified that they were going to die but the rest that christ had is the fact that he knew he wouldn't be dying on a lake it was in the eternal counsels of god that he would be dying upon a cross and yeah. um you know thinking the thinking of these chariots these angels surrounding the city in terms of, of Christ, he it said of him that you know there were twelve legions of angels around him, um, protecting him. Mm. Um, he couldn't you know if jumping off the the temple as as the devil tried to tempt him to do. There was twelve legions of angels around him protecting him. And so in the boat when he's uh, asleep, knowing that there's no there's no chance of them perishing on that lake, it's the fact that he's preserved in that sense um, all the way to the cross. That should be the kind of faith that we have in knowing that God actually knows everything that's going to happen to us and is actually there protecting us. I think oftentimes we look in front of us and see what is directly in front of us. And we actually do not have that foresight to look up and to yeah, see what, right. that there's actually one who knows mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how, you just said that you know, we need to look up. Mm. So how, how would you suggest, because I've always thought, thought of that as well, like people say there's help above and things, but mm. how, how is it that we actually access that help or, or appreciate that help? How, do, how are our eyes opened? Open to what? We, we well, it's what well, we find it in His Word, don't we? We find comfort there, but I think it's just it's as simple as faith, isn't it? It's just resting in the knowledge that God is sovereign and that not to be irreverent, but He's kind of got this. Like He is in control, and while our circumstance can blow us about and can set us off balance and and whatnot, I think it's just a simple case of just trusting in the, in the truth that God is sovereign. I think you look at the response of the young man, I don't know if it's out of fear that he's going to Elisha or if it's out of acknowledging that Elisha is one who, who is so in tune and in touch with God that he trusts what Elisha has to say. But oftentimes when we're in contact with something that is unsettling, we just fear and we're frantic. And you don't, you, oftentimes you need someone who has the maturity of Elisha to just say fear not and who has that ability to just tell you, actually, no, it's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's also a good point that Elisha as such a mature man, a man who was in tune and in touch with the very mind of God, that we've actually benefited from people like that in our lives. Mm-hmm. And there have been people who, can't, who we have turned to in times of trouble like that, older, mature, who are well in the faith to actually come to and give us advice and give us guidance and clarity. Yeah. yeah. Certainly. Yeah. I think it's what every young man needs is that older example that they can kind of turn to uh, and lean upon in times where you are surrounded. Yes, I think when you're approaching older ones in the assembly, elders, uh, older older ones that are like your parents, it can be it can be tempting sometimes to think that they they can't empathize with you. They don't really know what you're going through in your youth. 
Um, but I guess it's, it's important to recognize that actually they know exactly many aspects of what you're going through. Obviously, different generation, different time, different challenges, but they know the core issues. So, for example, Elisha, uh, when, when he was helping this young man out, he'd been, he at one point was under the tutelage, I suppose, the, the teaching of Elijah. And he knew exactly what it felt like yeah. to be, you know, to, to, ha to have struggles and to have to learn under the tutelage of, of an older man like that. And you can't say that Elisha was placing that young man's life there at that moment for a reason to, to calm him, to make him dependent on God. And the older people that are placed in our life are placed there for a reason. And oftentimes it's when we need them the most mm -hmm. that God gives us the courage to actually come to them yeah. to help us. And that just underlines obviously the sovereignty of God and placing them there. Yeah. I think another thing that I think is commendable for the young man is that he, he wakes up, he goes out, he sees what he sees and he doesn't think to take it upon himself to deal mm, with the situation. That's a good point. He doesn't start to run towards them. He doesn't not tell Elisha he, um, through fear that he might be judged. Um, he doesn't try to do anything in his own strength to impress Elisha. He just does the right thing. He goes to the man of God in a time of need. And I think one of the difficulties that I had was my own pride in not seeking help because I didn't want people to know that I was struggling or something like that. I think as young guys, often we can actually be quite impulsive and yeah. think that we can actually sort this out ourselves and either we there's, can, there's almost we don't like a need pressure to, help. to, but yeah. Yeah, and pride does come into it as well. Big picture then that we're trying to get out of this passage and to understand is really the fact that this young man is facing a army of chariots, an army that are trying to, that are trying to take him, trying to take Elisha and putting ourselves in that in 2021 we are faced by, you know, Ephesians 6, verse 13 tells us, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armour of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So Ephesians 6 is all about telling us that there is actually an army trying to uh, trip us up, and there's an army surrounding us. But ultimately, the, the lesson we're trying to learn from this is that um, just like Elisha prayed for, for the young man, the lesson is that there's, there's something to see, and we're trying to see that, the fact that there is, yes, there's an army facing us, but greater is, is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Certainly. I think something that uh, I found interesting about the passage as well is actually the, the city of Dothan. So here they are in Dothan and we've just brought out the, the moral of the story, as it were, that while you have the immediate situation where you're surrounded and things are looking very much down, the bigger picture is, is, that, God is that God is sovereign and he has a greater purpose. The, another time where we find uh, the city of Dothan is back in Genesis chapter 37, where Joseph is, um, his brothers plot against him to kill him, but they decide not to and instead they cast him into a pit. And that too is Dothan. And I think we can apply the same principle or the, the lesson in that story, of course, where he is in a pit and death is looming and he is forsaken by his brethren and he too is a young man by the way the youngest and god has a bigger picture mm -hmm. he would eventually become the second in command of egypt mm -hmm. and so much blessing would come in his direction as a result of his faithfulness to god in such a difficult time so I think that's just a, a remarkable point that can be brought out of just the city of Dothan as well. Mm -hmm. Do you want to just read the last those two verses again, verse 16 and 17, to close this? 
Verse 16, And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. So in terms of where we want to go after this, in the next episode, we want to have a conversation about lockdown, our experiences in lockdown. Yeah, um, and, and things that we've learned yeah. in such a difficult time. Yeah, it has been challenging, and many young people especially have experienced loneliness, anxiety, that comes along with isolation. So that's going to be the subject of uh, the next episode. And thanks very much for listening, and until next time.